Welcome in, welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. With me, as always, I got Ryan. What's up, guys? You know, Twitter, R-O-K-K-O, Daydreamer. We also got Keone here with me. Hello, everybody in the listening sphere of podcast nations and elsewhere. You can follow me on the Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. So do that. And you guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers over on Twitter. Today we will go over some nightmares. We got Keone's trivia and we got some dream players for you. But first, let's get into some news. All right. The Patriots released quarterback Cam Newton and named Mac Jones the starting quarterback for week one does this help or hurt the skill position players for fantasy over in new england who does it help who does it hurt if any i think it helps everyone helps everyone keone's giving some thumbs up yeah it i mean the only person it really doesn't help is cam newton and his wallet but (laughs) Um, but yeah all the wide receivers they now have potential to get more than like 10 yards on a reception Uh, Damian Harris doesn't have to worry about his red zone touches being curtailed so I mean as like I I feel for Cam Newton it kind of came out of nowhere Um, but but it happens I I guess that's the right decision yeah Yeah. I mean Bill Belichick the decision they made Bill Belichick is going to go with his guy Quarterback Jameis Winston was announced as the Saints starter. I think uh, we've touched on this a few times. Taysom Hill, they wanted to make sure that he could still be out there as the Swiss Army knife. They're going to start Jameis Winston. Jameis Packers left. <laughs> 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. 30 for 30. Packers <laughs> left tackle David Bakhtiari will start the season on the pup. The pup is a six week. Six week, uh, it will be out six weeks, so um, yeah, there's that. Also, starting on the pup, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. So, six weeks out for Michael Thomas. The Vikings traded for Jets tight end Chris Herndon, also, probably because Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. underwent surgery to repair his meniscus, and the recovery timetable is four to five months. He's going to be out. A majority of the season, if not the whole season. I'm so mad. Did you have next year? Next year is his year. Did you have Irv Smith Jr. pretty high? Um, well, I just thought it was going to be a breakout year for okay. him. Um, and I could I have him on Dynasty, okay, as opposed to redraft, thankfully. But yeah, I just was really hoping it was going to be a breakout year for him, but clearly not. Can Chris Herndon step next into year. that role and breakout or Maybe because everybody knows once you get away from the Adam Gay system, better things True. happen. He is, so. Yeah. 
I mean, it's the possibility. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe a streamer throughout the year will have to, or a waiver wire option. Mm-hmm. Check, uh, you know, check out our website for uh, that that possibility. You know, when we do waiver wire articles. So Raiders wide receiver John Brown requested to be released, and the team granted his request. So Smoke will no longer be in Las Vegas. He hasn't landed anywhere yet, though. Running back Tariq Cohen will also start the year on the pup, leaving uh, David Montgomery open for a little more work. Broncos. Just to say yeah. something real quick. Sorry, to interrupt you. A guy that I, drafting late in drafts, or you don't have to draft him, um, Damian yeah. Williams, because I think he's going to be a little bit. I mean, remember this guy was almost Super Bowl MVP. Should have been Super Bowl MVP the way he played in that in that um, game. But Chiefs. I think he still some of the passing game work. Yeah, he used to play on the Chiefs. Uh, he was out because of COVID last year. Um, I think he could low-key be a guy that, if, first of all, if Dave Montgomery gets hurt, this, he can be a top 20 back. Yeah, sneaky, late-round guy. All right. Broncos cut running back Melvin Gordon, and then the Panthers added him to their Wait. team. I'm no, yeah, Royce, Royce Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> I'm dumb. That's <laughs> a Melvin Gordon. Oh my goodness, Royce Freeman, and then the Panthers added Royce Freeman to their team to back up Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what about Chuba Hubbard? Oh no, just more depth there. I think. Well, two different type of backs. Yeah. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton was placed on the IR. The IR is short-term, three weeks minimum before they can come back, so it's not the eight-week that it used to be, remember. Also placed on IR, rookie Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman. So he's going to get off to a slow start out there as well. The Falcons released Quadre Olison and signed Wayne Gallman, who was cut from the San Francisco 49ers. Keone is happy about that one, it looks like. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, he was your guy last year, so we've seen. Yes. There's no foreshadowing (laughs) happening right now whatsoever. Cowboys offensive lineman Zach Martin won't play Thursday because he is in COVID protocol. He is a better offensive lineman. It's just something to keep track of. I'm still starting Zeke, though, Thursday night. Tyrod Taylor will start for the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson is still on the 53-player roster, but it was announced Tyrod Taylor will be QB1 going into the season. The Ravens running back, Justice Hill. The Ravens running backs can't catch a break out here. He tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. There's been talks that Le'Veon Bell has gone to work out. Uh... Freeman has gone to work out, but nothing has been done. Looks like it's going to be a Gus Edwards season, yeah? Interesting. Gus Edwards making yeah. his moves. Sniping <laughs> everyone. Know, like, it is my year. The Ravens <laughs> gave tight end Mark Andrews a new deal, extended his contract four years, $56 million. Good for him. I think that's just... Uh, a mark that the Ravens uh, want him want him there. I think he's good. Going to keep him around a little bit longer. Or they just don't want to get rid of him, you know. Uh, the Saints signed wide receiver Chris Hogan, who spent a lot of time with them over the summer. And uh, they brought him back. 
So maybe that's good. I don't think it's that fantasy relevant, though. That'll do it for today's news. Let's move on to some nightmares. Okay. Uh, so my first guy is going to be DJ So these are going to be players that will not live up to their hype throughout the season. Is a thirty. You want to go first? Um, but before his injury was like around like twenty eight to thirty. Uh, our current our fantasy day draft guide has him at thirty, and I have him at forty nine. Uh, in that five game amazing stretch he had in two thousand nineteen, which he averaged eighteen point four fantasy points per game. Um, that was really great. Okay, we look at the rest of his career. Uh, thirty four games, he's averaged seven point three fantasy points per game. Next thing. Marvin Jones is better at everything DJ Shark could do. <laughs> and he already knew the offense because he came in with his offensive coordinator they had in Detroit. Uh, Marvin Jones in the last 38 games, he had 173 catches on 269 targets for 2,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. Also, Stafford missed eight, eight of those games, and he had like Blau and the other trash quarterback in Detroit play for him. Shark in 39 games, 145 uh, catches on 243 targets for 1,800 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, also adding that, I think, uh, this is LaVisca Chanel yeah. Jr. Uh, whatever, yeah, I'm not saying that name ever again, <laughs> I promise you. That, I think, was going to be the number one receiver. Uh, he kind of fits in what uh, Urban Meyer offenses like to do which is like have that Percy Harvin, but he's also bigger than Percy Harvin. And I think that DJ Shark will, or DJ Shark will end up being the third receiver on this team. And I just think he's ass. Also, he was too small. Urban Meyer said it. And he uh, had surgery on his finger and just came back to practice on Monday. He had surgery August 8th. So he's missed time. He's ass. And he's only been good for five games. Wow. All right. I will go next. I got running back Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals. Chase Edmonds is a decent back for an NFL team, but he can't be the sole back. He will be in a running back by committee backfield his whole career. The problem is people are thinking that he's going to be the lead back on this Cardinals team. They signed James Conner this offseason, 185-plus touch, 750-plus yard rusher who will get a majority of the goal line work in Arizona. Edmonds, on the other hand, has never seen 100 carries. He's never had 450 yards, and he scored zero rushing rushing touchdowns inside the red zone. Edmonds is also ranked 50th in the NFL in red zone touches amongst our running backs. He's a decent running back, but people are hyping him up way too much this season for me. Keone, who you got? Yeah, uh, so this may be uh, controversial and counterintuitive to what was said in the uh, in the news, but I'm going to go with Mark Andrews because even though he's getting a contract, so it's a contract or year, or he, no, he got his money, um, but still, like he got paid. That I think that's just to be like we don't want you to leave because like if you leave, who else do we have to throw to? And even if we are able to throw to them, which I think is a big factor in that offense, is their passing ability, which is not that great. And he needs to, Lamar Jackson needs to get a lot better. And even though Justice Hill is out, 
leaving them less running back options, which you think, oh, they need to pass the ball more. I feel like they're going to use that as an opportunity to be just like, you know what? We're doubling down on the run. It's going to be Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards show. And, you know, that's going to be how different we're going to make it. It's, oh, is Lamar Jackson running or is Gus Edwards running? And that's that's how that is going to work. But last year, he saw a drop in touchdowns, yards, targets, and receptions. So basically all the categories that matter for a pass catcher. And I think what makes him most of a nightmare for me is where people are drafting him. They're drafting his him potentially as like their fourth, as the fourth tight end overall. And I think for getting him in like the fourth or fifth round or, or an even six, like, like fifth or sixth round or to even the fourth round, some people are getting him. I think that's too high for where we, I think he's going to finish this season given that offense. And so I think it's a nightmare because you're wasting that draft spot on somebody who's not going to finish to that value. All right. I'll go next. Cause I got another tight end. I got Noah Fant from the Denver Broncos and it's because target share, there will not be enough passes to go around for all these pass catchers in Denver with Teddy Dripwater at the helm. He's a quarterback that's not going to lose you a game because he isn't going to take shots. Last year, we saw his dripfulness. He supported 2,000-yard receivers, both getting over 100 targets. His tight end one, however, finished with 31 targets. 145 yards and one touchdowns all tight ends on the team combined for 41 total targets, 204 yards and two touchdowns. He does not throw to the tight end much. Now, Noah Fant is much better than Ian Thomas and the other guys that were on the Panthers. He had 93 targets for 673 yards and three touchdowns. And he finished as a tight end 12 last season. I imagine because of the position, Noah Fant will finish somewhere around there again, but there will be weeks where he does not produce because of the offense that he's in weapons like Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, they're going to be able to run the ball. Remember the Panthers did not have CMC last year. This Broncos offense has Javante Williams, which they seem to really like and Melvin Gordon. So Fant will end up being a great stream option instead of that weekly starter that people are hoping he can be. He was a guy that I kind of looked at as a nightmare potentially, but I'm like, is that too wild? But then no, we're we're going for it this week. Um, Ryan, you want to go give us your next uh, player? Yeah. So this one's a little harder one. The fine two, I was really on sharks. That didn't really matter to me. Um, But Russell Wilson is my other nightmare. Uh, Right now he has an ADP of quarterback five and I have him ranked 10th. Um, let's talk about his career. He's a really good quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He still has never thrown for over four, 4,300 yards. He's been at the 4,200 mark his whole career. If not, if not going like actually way under, uh, he's always touchdown dependent and he does, he does throw a lot of touchdowns. All right. So taking that all into account, he's a good quarterback. I said, I've ranked in top 12, but last year, I thought he sucked the last seven games. And I understand people kept thinking that it was because of the offense. He only averaged five less attempts per game, but he took off a hundred yards. And during that last game, last seven game stretch, he only threw for 12 touchdowns. You compare to the first nine games, he had 28 touchdowns. 
I, I feel like people are overestimating how much they how much they uh, set the offense back by running more. I just thought the offense didn't play well, and he played better defenses. I mean, they won the games. I mean, compared to the first nine games, he was six and three. The last seven, they were six and one. So slowing it down did work for them. They did win a, a better percentage of their games. Uh, also, the last thing is for rushing. I think people still think he's a rushing quarterback, and he's really not. Uh, first four years of his career, 103 attempts per season and 12 touchdowns uh, during that four-year stretch. Last seven, last five years, 78 attempts per year and nine touchdowns. So the touchdowns, I mean, went up and down. He did have a zero-touchdown season uh, somewhere in the middle of that five years. But 30 less rushing attempts, and most of those are not playing rushes. They're like scrambling around now. You know, he's just trying to buy time for his arm. I do think his offense will get a little bit better, but I just feel like people are overestimating how good Wilson is for fantasy. Like he always, like it was actually really weird because before his career, he always started slow and finished super hot. But last year he started hot and finished slow. He's not, I don't think he's ever really put a full 16 game season together or sorry. Well, it's going to be 17 games where he's been super hot. And I think he also tries to Drives, he's like the LeBron James of uh, football. He tries to like drive this narrative. I'm a super nice guy. He, I feel like his team was the first one. Wow, can you believe Russell Wilson never had an MVP vote? Okay, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know, right, I get it. But I just think it's a little overestimated. All right, but. let's move on. Keone, who do you got for your last uh, nightmare? Wild. Um, we're just going, we're going all in. <laughs> Like ruthless. Uh, I'm going to go with wide receiver Kenny Galladay. And I'm picking Kenny Galladay, not as much because of like, I don't trust his ability, but because of the system that he's in. He's only played like, and the knock, the only knock I can, or one of the knocks I can say on him is he's only really ever played a full season once. So that's like the negative thing I can say about him and that he was riddled with injuries last year. But more about the system is that he's going into a, a, a brand new system that um, with the giants with a terrible, terrible O-line, one of the worst O-lines last year. And I don't know if they got that much better. They have Daniel Jones at quarterback who really, really needs to do well this year to keep his job. And it's kind of like 50, 50, or depending on who you ask um, different than that, like probably worse than that. Um, if he'll actually have that good of a season. And I don't want to be in that situation where I have to rely on Daniel Jones to give me a like top 24 uh, wide receiver because Kenny Galladay really has to rely on Daniel Jones and that offense. Plus there's so many mouths to feed in that offense. Too many cooks, too many cooks. Yeah, exactly. It's almost sitcom esque how many different weapons there are or options. I, I shouldn't even say weapons. I should say options. There are, you have Sterling Shepard, you have Darius Slayton, you now have Kadarius Tony, you have Saquon Barkley, um, who's more of like the straight ahead running back, but still, that's still an option. And Evan Ingram. I, I just think there's too many things. About Evan Ingram. Evan, Evan Ingram. Exactly. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Evan Ingram. You had a good rookie season. So there, uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, I just think it's too muddled there. So I think it's going to take a lot for him 
to even get off the ground. So that's his system is bad. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some trivia. Keone, sorry you had to talk so much, but uh, take away the trivia. (laughs) I know it's all right. I can do it. It's, it's a cleansing breath from all those, those nightmares. So I asked you on Instagram as always, but for the last time, um, day, day underscore dreamer media, by the way, um, I asked you which NFL team in the 16 game era has allowed the fewest rushing yards per game and for the bonus and a chance at some fabulous daydreamer prize within five yards. How many yards did they allow per game? So I need the team and then the amount of rushing yards that they allowed per game. All right. So what are your answers? I will go with the Ravens and 82 yards. Okay. I will go with the 2000 Ravens, 74 Uh yards. Okay. So you both got the team right. So that's good. So it is the Ravens. But it is the Ravens. So good job them. Uh, But I realize there can be two possible answers. So if you got it right for either answer, congratulations. Um, But but neither of you did. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going uh, yards per game by a season, they allowed 60.63 yards per game. But if you go the whole 16 game era, it's 95.64 yards per game. I was was way off. Mm. Me too. We got the Ravens. Got the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, Undefeated for another week. (laughs) Did uh, anyone Um, win? Did anyone get it right? They did. Okay. Yes, they did. Uh, Not not intern Aaron, though. Like I said, it's within five yards. And he guessed 55. So uh, it was 60.3, which I'm I'm going to give him the closest thing. So, But he was still off because that 0.63. So sorry, intern Aaron. Um, but suck. somebody did. Yeah, somebody did on Instagram. South, so South. congratulations to Hike Marlin of Instagram, who guessed 98 yards. So uh, that is within five of 94 or 95.64. So yep. congratulations. We'll send you uh, some daydreamer swagoo. Uh, We'll get in contact yeah. with you. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to be involved in the trivia, you guys are going to have to wait until next off season. This was the last week, but we will be doing more fun things. So follow us on Instagram day underscore dreamer media and on Twitter at the FF daydreamers to yeah, get involved in that stuff. Thank you so much, Keone, for putting this together all off season. It's been a lot of fun. Got some winners towards the end, so Swagoo going out yeah, soon. Fun. I'm glad we were able to have some winners. Yeah, so. that's pretty cool. Let's let's True. move on so, yeah. to our dreams. And I feel like I'm dreaming all the time. All the time. Players that will outperform their expectation are guys that we are talking about right here. I'll go first. My first... Uh, dream this season is Tyler Boyd from the Cincinnati Bengals, the wide receiver. 
look, we've all heard about T Higgins versus Jamar Chase and which one is better, which one should be drafted first, yada, yada, yada. Well, let's not forget about Tyler Boyd while we're having this discussion. He's quietly led the Bengals in targets the last three seasons. He scored seven touchdowns, five touchdowns, and four touchdowns. So they have been going down since the addition of T. Higgins. Um, But he still gets his targets. He still gets his yards. Boyd has also finished as a wide receiver three or better each of the past three seasons. He's going to get his targets. Like I said, he's going to throw in a couple touchdowns there. I would say probably around four again. Um, Tyler Boyd is going to be a flex option for you all year long. Even with so many weapons in Cincinnati, you're going to want to have him on your team to get you through some bye weeks to get you through some rough times there. He's going to be a great option for that. Ryan, you want to hit us with uh, your first dream player? Yeah, I'll give you guys a late, late round type of guy. Uh, James white. Uh, We talked about Mac Jones. Uh, the four, or sorry, since 2015 or 2015, 2019, uh, James White averaged 86 targets, uh, 63 catches, 557 yards, and five touchdowns. Last year, he had 62 targets, 49 uh, catches, 375, t- uh, 375 yards, and one touchdown. With Mac Jones there, he will go back into low key being that sneaky flex guy you need in PPR leagues or half PPR. Uh, also, I mean, he does add a little bit of rushing value, but not a lot. It's not nothing to write home about. Uh, but just a guy, especially when you're going with those like late round flyers, I could see Mac Jones bringing back the old Tom Brady. I'm not gonna run. James yeah. White's always open, bro. Yeah. This guy's always open. It's those crazy. All right, Keone, who's your first dream player this season? So my first dream player comes out of. Carolina, and it is Robbie Anderson. So with his move to Carolina last year, Robbie Anderson saw career highs outside of touchdowns, um, but he had career highs in targets with 136, career highs in receptions with 95. It was a year where he had his first 1,000-yard season, and his per- his catch percentage jumped over 15% to 69.69%. <laughs> Yes. He, he also had, yeah, he also had the most receptions per game for his career with nearly six receptions per game throughout the season, which is basically two more than he'd ever gotten in New York. So basically he was getting the ball more. And I understand that might be a combination due to um, the quarterback play of Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and CMC being out. Say his name from- again. Teddy Dripwater. Come on. Teddy Dripwater. I'm sorry. Um, Teddy Drip, 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 Dripwater. Drip, drip <laughs> um, but probably mostly because CMC was out for um, all but three games last year. However, I, I know that will, will I know, I can, I'm not ignorant enough to know that, like, to say that it won't impact the amount of receptions or targets that Robbie Anderson will get. But I still think Robbie Anderson can thrive in that offense especially since he has a shared traumatic bond with Sam Darnold coming from Adam and Adam Gay system. And we've seen glimpses of that connection in this preseason because we've seen him go up and get balls and he is fighting and coming down with receptions and tough contested catches. So even though CMC is going to take away some of those targets and receptions, 
I think he performs higher than what people are expecting because we've said that he's a, you know, you can get him in the 10th round or later, but we still see him as a seventh or eighth round value. And I think that's what he'll be um, in this year. So that's why I think he's going to outperform what people are expecting of him. And also, I really just love his hair. Like he, it kind of looks like a helicopter, like a propeller. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be flying all over the field this season going, yes, this is your captain Rob speaking. Uh, we'll be coming in for a, you know, 50 yard, 54 yard catch. That'll put us right around the, uh, the 12 yard line. There might be some turbulence on the approach, but I'll secure the landing. And thanks for flying air Anderson. <laughs> all right. I just know his hair. Cause uh, I know he's from Florida. That's all. Yeah. I Facts. Every Florida person has that type <laughs> that of hair. Kodak right? black. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true. And he only listens to Kodiak, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Kodiak. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Uh, I got, I'll go uh, with my second uh, dream player, Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, running back. The last two seasons, his only two full seasons he's ever played, he led the Buccaneers in rushing attempts and yards and touchdowns. Last season, he had almost 100 more attempts and 600 more yards than Leonard Too Easy Fournette. So, yes, this will be a committee backfield. I think Ronald Jones is the clear lead of this committee. Ronald Jones was also the red zone back in Tampa. He scored five of his six touchdowns from inside the five-yard line. The sixth one came from inside the 10-yard line. He was the only running back on the team to catch a receiving touchdown last year. That'll probably go away with the addition of Giovanni Bernard. But I think Giovanni Bernard breaks into Leonard Fournette's work way more than Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones would be the first and second down guy on this team. Last year, he also had eight RB2 finishes, which in 14, he only played 14 games. So 57% of the time he's finishing as the RB24 or better. Like I said, this will be a committee. But Ronald Jones will be leading that committee. He's going to be a dream on your roster this year. Get you through some bye weeks. Help you out. Brian, who's your second dream player? All right. Uh, my second guy is Debo Samuel. Uh, so according to Fantasy Pros and Happy PBR, he's uh, 35th uh, in current ADP, ADP. We have him ranked uh, in the draft guide 42nd. And I personally have him ranked 23rd. Uh, I know he had an injury field season, his sophomore season, uh, but his rookie year is pretty good. I think, I think that um, this offense will be better than it was the last two years. Cause I think they're going to switch over to Trey Lance pretty quick. Um, in the 14 games that he played 69% of the stats over the last two years, uh, he's averaged 12.4 fantasy points per game in 2019. If he would have done that for a full season, it would have been tied for 19th. Uh, and then in 2020, that, that would be time for 21st. Uh, since he's been drafted, he's ranked in the top three in rushing attempts for wide receiver, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns for wide receivers. Also, I understand Ayuk is there, and I think Ayuk will also be good. I think I, I think I have Ayuk ranked in the top 30. I think he's like 29. Uh, but Debo Samuel outtouched him 29 to 20. Debo Samuel gets catches. I think he had a four, a four uh, rushing and a five reception game in the same game. 
So it, it did cheat, cheat code it a little bit. <laughs> but he gets both. He's able to expand his offense. He's a he's a little safety target. Even if he has a low um, average catch, which is okay. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying it's important to be always a deep threat, but I feel like people give Robert Woods a lot of credit. And I think Debo Samuel could be better than Robert Woods. Wow. All right. Keone, who is your second and last dream player? Yeah. So this is, this is a deep, deep dream. This is like REM sleep territory. Uh, as I kind of alluded to it earlier, <laughs> I got Wayne Gallman. Give Gallman the ball, man. Come on. Last year, he went on a great stretch where he had five games in a row with a touchdown, ending up with six total. And in that in that span, and then in the game following that stretch, he had 135 yards on the ground. So he had a six-game stretch where he had at least 12 and a half points per game. And I think if he's given the chance that he can replicate that, if not exceed those numbers. And he's in Atlanta now, which, I mean, I mean, any team is basically a step up from the O-line of, of the Giants. And like, they're nothing to write home about in terms of great O-lines, but still he gets a better O-line with Atlanta than he did where he did all that with the New York Giants. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to put it out there and you can contradict me if you want or whatever. I think by the end of the season, Wayne Gallman is going to be the starting running back for the Falcons. So, yeah. I, due to play or due to injury? Or it doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. I will take the injury. Sorry, Mike Davis. I will take the injury, <laughs> oh, but I think he deserves... I think he shows once he... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he can show like when he gets in the game that he can perform and yes, producer Ian, this is a bet. So does anybody want to take me up on this bet? I already have a quote unquote punishment no. or whatever. So I could see a way in it happening. So yeah, I'm not sorry, take that bet. I think, I think that they'll both be, I'm not sure if he'll be the lead in the backfield, but I think a lot. they'll both be used for a, a lot. But I'm saying he's going to be the starting back by the uh, end of the I season. I can see. I can. That's all right. First rep, huh? That's all. <laughs> I can see that happening. So <laughs> I'm not going to take that bet. I don't believe in the other side. So I'm sorry. Well then, uh, producer, producer Ian, you going to take the bet? I will not. But we do have a Twitch question. They want them to define what starting back means to you. Aha! See, I, I knew this would probably come up. So I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not going to be, you know, very pedantic and be like, oh, it means he's just start. He just has to start one game. No. By the end of the season on the depth chart. So he, he will be, number, to be one. number one on the depth chart. There you go. Or I mean, I mean, like more than just he has started a game because I realize that's kind of like me skirting, you know, like, oh, yeah, but he started a game and get me like, uh, get me out of the bet. No, like he's going to be the bona fide starter at the end of the season. Or by the end of the season for that team. Still, I could see a path to that actually happening. So, I'm sorry. Okay. I would maybe take it if you if you didn't say injury was also a possibility. You know what? Fine. Injury's off the board. He has to earn the job fair and square. Producer Ian, you taking that? No Mike Davis injury. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. A bet has been... Okay declared um we let's talk about the punishment on the twitch the live stream because we got to get going here for the podcast 
Okay. Yes. Hey, JJ, what was your first first dream? (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Head over to our website, daydreamermedia.com. Find all of our work there. Or if you want to just dive into individual things, YouTube or Daydreamer Media, Instagram, day underscore dreamer media, and Twitter, FF Daydreamers. Patreon, if you guys like what you're hearing, you guys want to support us in any way, we do have a Patreon, lots of tiers over there. You guys can go check it out. Daydreamer Media over there. Like and subscribe, follow wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Leave us five-star review. It really helps out. Tell a friend. That really, really, really helps out. Do you guys have any plugs for us here tonight? Ryan says, watch the AEW. What's it called? The AEW? <laughs> no, I, I I don't do that on the pod anymore. I'll yeah. say it. Watch AEW. And um, yeah, it's it's you know resurgence. It's good for the wrestling just in general. So there you go. Stay dreaming. Competition is good. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.